Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... I think what we need now, though, is to make sure that consumers and investors are investing in business that is pro-planet for profit, and that we are going to have to take some risks, and, but making sure that capital is available for entrepreneurs to go out and take a shot. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 331 of Impact Boom. My name is Indio Miles and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Troy Swope. Footprint co-founder and CEO Troy Swope leads world-class engineers, scientists, environmentalists, and designers on a mission to create a healthier planet with step one to provide sustainable alternatives to single-use plastics. Troy's work as a self-titled accidental environmentalist has already led to invention and production of plant-based fiber solutions designed to be sustainable, biodegradable, and compostable, and are being implemented by its customers in nearly every US grocery store with performance and price comparable with plastic. Troy's expertise spans over 20 years, first as an award-winning engineer at Intel, where he introduced new material science methodologies that resulted in a $350 million manufacturing cost saving, and later as the founder of Unisource Global Solutions, which disrupted the EPS and EPE foam packaging industry by creating sustainable, molded, pulp packaging alternatives for consumer electronic companies such as Dell Computers. Founded in 2014, Footprint has grown to over 2,500 employees with offices in the US, Europe, and Asia. In the past two years at Footprint, Troy has been named by Newsweek as one of 50 luminaries on their inaugural America's 2021 Greatest Disruptors list, a Business Intelligence Group Sustainability Hero of the Year, and Mountain Desert finalists for Ian Wise 2020 Entrepreneur of the Year. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing how for-profit organizations can design highly sustainable products to reduce negative environmental impacts and where social enterprises can implement innovative technological solutions. Troy, thank you very much for joining us today. It's really great to be speaking with you. Oh, India, thank you for having me. What an amazing introduction. I should bring you wherever I go. I didn't even know I did all that stuff. That was absolutely fantastic to read through. Just a really amazing body of work there and some awesome impact. And to start off, could you please maybe share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in sustainable business? I started at a very young age working at Intel in semiconductors in their R&D. So I was in technology development at Intel. And then ultimately, I ended up leading a materials group that was responsible for just about everything that moved Intel's products worldwide, from fabrication to assembly tests to raw materials, you name it. 
actually a lot of single-use plastics, probably the most expensive single-use plastics in the world. It was really our focus and development there. But ultimately, what led me to becoming an environmentalist or an accidental environmentalist, if you will, <laughs> is we had a project we're working with Intel where Intel's products was getting contaminated in shipping. When we were investigating that contamination, we basically identified that plastic outgassing, so your new car smell, when you open up a new car, that's outgassing. And it's actually at a lot of levels not good for you at all. But as we were investigating, we're like 24 hours, uh, Intel's products can get contaminated in this plastic container. Then what about food that sits in there for weeks and months and maybe even years at times? So we started bringing food into Intel's facilities in Santa Clara and just everything we can go to the supermarket, just curious engineers going, well, what's in food and was alarmed with the data. This is early 2000s. And we were just shocked on how much plastic was in our food. We just mm -hmm. said, all right, we got to develop something that's better than this. And so back in those days, it was obvious plastic pollution was going to be a problem. But for us, the opportunity we felt was it was going to be a bigger issue once everybody understood that they're eating plastic. 100%. That's a really interesting entry point there into being an accidental environmentalist, but also just being someone focused on social impact in all of our activities. And as a co-founder and CEO of Footprint now, can you tell us a bit more about the organization and its core social objectives? Number one for us is from a cultural perspective, we're innovation-based. There's a core group of us that came from Intel and Intel in the 90s, which was Moore's Law, your doubling processor capabilities, which is probably the most technically advanced product on the planet. It probably still is today. It's the backbone of everything. We had this great engineering and problem-solving methodology that we were taught at Intel, which is just the absolute most amazing place to be in the 90s. That core group leads the culture of, we really believe we can innovate anything. You're going to fail, but you just need to know how to learn from failure. Our objective is number one is to get plastic out of food and the human health impacts, eliminate those human health impacts. After that is get plastic out of feminine hygiene products, get it out of motor oil bottles, shampoo bottles, those kind of things. Then we innovate everything. We innovate the process technologies and material science the manufacturing methodologies. We believe that it's critical that we do that at 100% net zero, net zero water, 100% renewable energy. We already have a very significant CO2 emission reduction and impact by replacing plastic. We believe in doing that in advanced manufacturing technologies and capabilities that will provide an even greater climate change impact. We've been, as you mentioned, recognized for a few, CNBC, Newsweek, and some others, Fast Company. But we believe in the next couple of years, Footprint will be recognized as one, one of, if not the most environmentally impactful company on the planet. That's really an amazing vision there and just some fantastic activities and core objectives to create that impact. It's really fantastic. You talked a bit about it there in your bio, but you've got over 20 years experience in product packaging. So can you explain a bit more about how this industry and single-use plastics have impacted the environment on a global scale? Other than poisoning you, and in the oceans, it does a great job of protecting the food for a very long period of time. It's cheap, flexible, a great oil barrier, great water barrier, moisture barrier, et cetera. Other than poisoning you, it does a great job of what it's intended to do. It's, in, it's got 50 years or 60 years of development, so it's cheap. Those things are difficult to attend with, but are compete with. The real opportunity, though, because it's a disaster from a climate change impact, the CO2 emissions, when you start thinking about harvesting oil and natural gas, mm. it's hard from a life cycle analysis to go, what does it mean with all the whales that are washing up on shore with plastic bags and something? In the human health impacts, it's hard to measure those as well, but 
even on the very measurable stuff, like CO2 emissions and climate change, there's this abundant or massive opportunity to do good. I think you're going to see just a huge amount of innovation around developing the technologies and processes to clean up plastic, to eliminate plastic. And it just creates for us tons of opportunity to do good for the planet and really do good for your shareholders. I think one of the new models and the model for the future of business is pro-planet for profit. And you need that profit to fuel future innovation. As we demonstrate, Footprint's going to be recognized as being really good at this, pro-planet, pro-profit. And the more money we make, and the more opportunity we have to continue innovation on how we use energy, waste heat energy, cleaning up plastics, and converting the hydrogen and carbon that's locked up in plastics to useful materials to maybe make EV batteries, et cetera. Back to your question, there's so much opportunity in packaging today around innovation, process technologies, material science. And when you complete that innovation, the impacts on the planet are so huge and measurable, it's unbelievably rewarding. Wow. That's just fascinating to hear about the impact, not only the impact that technology and that industry has had on the planet, but also then all of the opportunities that come out of that looking towards the future. And I'm really fascinated. You were talking about it a bit before about your time at Intel and that role of innovation and the words just popped up over and over again. So if we dive maybe a bit deeper into that and the role of innovation and technology, what does it do and what role does it play in helping businesses and enterprises create products that are valuable, but are also balanced alongside any negative outcomes or impacts they have? I'm going to be unbelievably biased and have a very unique view because I grew up at Intel, which in the 90s was the center of the internet or the new digital universe. Innovation's everything and continued innovation is everything. I think what we need now, though, is to make sure that consumers and investors are investing in business that is pro-planet for profit and that we are going to have to take some risks, but making sure that capital is available for entrepreneurs to go out and take a shot. I think, frankly, the future of the investment world, and I think John Dewar says this in his book too, as well, Speed and Scale, the future of the investment world is pro-planet for profit. But innovation is going to be the core to everything. It's the core to footprint. We're going to need it. We need it for the planet. It needs it. Human health needs it. It's going to be critical for our future. The big question is, do we know how to innovate? And that's where footprint really differentiates itself. You need to know how to design an experiment or come up with a hypothesis, design an experiment, understanding when you're confounding data, what you're going to learn from this experiment, execute that experiment learn and then progress. Not everybody knows how to do that. Footprint does it exceptionally well. Yes, 100%. I love that last bit there about that application. And you're right. And it's so important. I guess it's a buzzword to an extent, innovation, especially now, but knowing how to apply it and be able to go through that process and create those outcomes is really amazing. It's great to see Footprint doing that kind of work in the world. If we're looking at perhaps even now, you have an opportunity to speak about where entrepreneurs themselves are trying to innovate and they're trying to create these, as you said, it was that for-profit but pro-planet. They're trying to create those products and services. But what's holding entrepreneurs back from prioritizing sustainability when designing or implementing their own business models or ideas? I'm not for sure that anybody's holding them back. I think, India, mm. the big question is capital. My fear, Footprint's lucky. We got our funding in our funding strategy to 
go and execute our vision, but there needs to be capital and the current markets are going to slow down some of that innovation around recycling EV batteries and new battery technologies. And there's a new material science. There's going to be, we need the capital. I think capital is going to be the limit. Some of the other things that hurt is just the word ESG. And there's a great article in the Wall Street Journal last couple of days. It got convoluted. There's too much G and G should be a standard, right? That's just a standard. We should expect everybody that they have governance. Exxon being rated higher than Tesla is a bit of a joke, right? That may limit people from going and jumping into the e-space. But the reality is consumers, we're not hung up on politics. We know that pollution is pollution. If it's carbon or if it's plastic, we need to stop and we need to come up with innovative ways. And the reality is those innovative ways are going to create tremendous amount of wealth for shareholders and entrepreneurs and the teams that are working on it. That is the future. We need more voices like Paul Hawken and John Doerr, John Doerr especially, because he's in a position of investing in these businesses. We got to focus on supporting the entrepreneur that is pro-planet for profit. That's really beautiful there and a lot of amazing information there, I'm sure. But anyone's listening will be able to take a lot from that and be able to apply it into their own journey as either an entrepreneur or just a change maker. So thank you for sharing that with our audience, Troy. And we're moving into the end of our interview. I've just got two more questions here that I want to ask. And the first of which is what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across in recent history that are creating positive social change? Uh, outside of the climate stuff that we're talking about. So I'm not for sure if I can think of any specific projects. There's a ton of great examples of stuff that Unilever and business has done in the book Net Positive by Andrew Winston. So that stuff's exciting. I think that there's a lot of good examples for business to follow. The reality is Unilever's pushed a lot of companies into doing good socially. I'll comment a little bit differently, India. Footprint has a unique technology and we go out to customers. One thing that I'm very optimistic about the future on is everybody we talk to, every business leader that we talk to or that I talk to, in these major CPG space or retail space, these massive multinationals, they want to do the right thing. And the reality is that their supply base hasn't always given them the technology that is best for the planet. And that creates a tremendous amount of opportunity for Footprint and others to give them the technologies that help them go market. Look what we're doing for the planet, how we procure materials and our partners. I think what gives me optimism or what I'm excited about is that these businesses are really actively looking for change. That's really beautiful. And to finish off, you mentioned they're a really good book. But are there any other books or resources that you would also recommend to our listeners? I'm a fanatic reader. I tell my children all the time that the world's secrets are in a book. I just don't know which one, so read them all. I really like Mark Benioff's book, Trailblazer. If you're an entrepreneur thinking about building a business for good, there's a lot of real good things to take from there and how you can structure the business and support your local community. I, I mentioned John Dewar. He's got a great book. If you want to just understand what's going on the planet relative to pollution, if you don't want to use the word climate change because it's political, just talk about carbon's a polluter. There's some good data. Paul Hawking's book, Drawdown, is a real good illustration of what's going on. And you can look at real where the innovations are and where we need innovation to help heal the planet. And just fun books. I really liked Titan, the story on Rockefeller by Ron Cherub. But those are real good, fun books. I'm obsessed with what I don't know. And I'm certainly in the space of healing the planet. Again, John Dewar's book is really good. Wow. So is Net by Andrew Winston. That's a good book as well. 
that is a handful of really great recommendations there. And yeah, way more than you wanted. <laughs> yeah, no, most certainly not. We'll take as many recommendations as we can for books. And for our listeners who are listening to our conversation here, or they've maybe even read through the article on the website, they'll be able to scroll on through to the bottom. They'll be able to click on the hyperlinks to all of these books, all of these resources. Footprint will be linked in there as well, as long as any other initiatives, enterprises, or entrepreneurs you've mentioned throughout our conversation today. And that actually, unfortunately, brings us to the end of our interview. And I just want to say on behalf of Impact Room, Troy, we really thank you for making the time to share your insights with us so generously. The wealth of experience you have just dating back to Intel and your work now with Footprint is just absolutely invaluable. And we've loved having the opportunity to share that with our audience here today. And I know that I've learned a lot. I know that I've really enjoyed this conversation. So I'm beyond sure that everyone listening will have as well. So all the best in the future. And thank you so much. Thank you, India. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.